Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol where Florida Senate Democrats called on a critical care nurse to clear up misinformation on whether the COVID vaccine changes your RNA. First answer is uh, no, it's not change your RNA. The, uh, the vaccine will last your body about three days. Governor Ron DeSantis announces an end to high-stakes testing. This coming legislative session, uh, we will be crafting legislation in the state of Florida uh, to end the FSA in our schools. And while preparing to fight off a Texas-style abortion law, State Representative Anna Escamani files a bill to repeal Florida's 24-hour abortion waiting period law. It's incredibly offensive that we don't trust women and and people to make their own personal decisions about an abortion. Representative Escamani is our Sunrise interview today, plus your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. Today is International World Afro Day as well as National Online Learning Day, that could have been the entire year for most folks. On this day in 1963, members of the Ku Klux Klan bombed the predominantly African-American 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, killing four girls. In 1978, Muhammad Ali won the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship for the third time with his victory over Leon Spinks. On this day, Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, formerly Prince Harry of Wales, was born in London in 1984. And going way back, Marco Polo, the Italian explorer, was also born today in 1254. Governor Ron DeSantis announced yesterday at the Doral Academy Preparatory School in Miami that he will ask the legislature to get rid of the current annual standardized testing in public schools and replace it with assessments taken throughout the year to better gauge individual student progress. Uh, This coming legislative session, uh, we will be crafting legislation in the state of Florida uh, to end the FSA in our schools. The Florida Standards Assessment is given at the end of each school year to assess students' gains in English, math, and other subjects. But DeSantis and a host of educators have lamented that the system has flaws, including identifying students' weaknesses at the end of the year instead of being able to help them during the current school year. The FSA is, quite frankly, outdated. Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran said that schools basically shut down in April and May to prepare for the standardized tests. DeSantis says it's time for a replacement. We are going to be replacing it uh, with progress monitoring, which many school districts are doing anyways. Uh, This is short, individualized check-in assessments uh, three times per year. If approved, DeSantis said the 2021-2022 school year will be the last for the FSA. The Florida Education Association applauded the move, calling it a big win for students in public schools. Other groups remain skeptical, waiting to see the details of the proposals, including Foundation for Florida's Future, founded by former Florida Governor Jeb Bush. 
Next up, the Sunrise interview with Democratic State Representative Anna Eskamani, who is preparing to battle for women's reproductive rights and fight off any attempts by her colleagues who are already looking into ways to replicate a Texas-style six-week abortion law in the Sunshine State. But while doing so, Eskamani announces her freshly filed bill to erase Florida's 24-hour abortion waiting period. Representative Eskamani, thank you for joining me here on Sunrise. First, with Texas successfully enforcing an anti-abortion law considered to be one of the most restrictive in the nation, there were instant talks of replicating the law here in Florida. Republicans hold the majority in the legislature, as you know, so... What can you do as an opponent to to stop this moving train? Well, I think it's important for folks to remember, Tramel, that the the issue of access to an abortion has never been equally broken along partisan lines. And in fact, majority of Americans do support the privacy protections made clear under Roe v. Wade. And then when you actually dive deeper and just access to an abortion as the question at hand, Majority of Americans and Floridians also agree that it should not be banned, that something like Texas is very extreme. And I have a feeling we're going to see some of that that disagreement, even among the Republican caucus, though they are in the majority. We have to remember that at the end of the day, reproductive health doesn't care if you're a Democrat or Republican or have no party affiliation. And one in four American women in this country have had an abortion. And we should be supporting those folks and providing them with support and and access to all their options versus judging and shaming them. And this type of abortionment out of Texas, not only is it the most extreme, but as you noted, it has this legal scheme that sets a bounty on people to try to help one another access this service. And of course, there's no exception for rape or incest. But just the fact that it's an abortion ban is bad enough. And I do think that uh, Floridians from every political persuasion are going to come out, not just this session, but also building up to this session. And you were planning a, a rally in Orlando on October 2nd. It's part of a national call to action. We already have 600 RCPs for this rally and growing. And so I, I think lawmakers need to remember that from a political perspective, this is not a popular uh, effort to, to champion. And at the same time, this is a private healthcare decision that should be respected. So I'm sensing a little bit of hope in that things won't be like Texas. So what's giving you hope that you'll be able to at least pare things down from what it could be? Because you have some members who are like, all right, we're ready to go and and build it back up. And as you mentioned, there are others who are like, you know, that's a little bit too far. Well, you have to have hope to be a Democrat in the Florida legislature. So I think that is just uh, a necessary um, a feeling to have because it can feel very challenging to be in the minority caucus. But again, I, I look at my last 10 years of advocacy. I worked at Planned Parenthood before I ran for office. I was a Planned Parenthood patient and volunteer before then. So these issues are super personal to me as they are personal to folks across the state. And when you start taking away a fundamental right from people, folks, folks speak up and they wake up. I just noticed that you recently filed a bill HB 6023, Abortion Clinic Regulations. What is that all about? So this is a repealer bill that would repeal uh, current politically motivated abortion restrictions already in law today, including the 24-hour mandatory delay law that Florida lawmakers passed in 2015 and has since been uh, temporarily halted by the state Supreme Court for what their decision saying that it was not constitutional. And of course, 
the 24 hour mentor delay law continues to be litigated. It's actually scheduled to go um, back before the circuit court uh, in April of 2022. So that battle continues. But the end of the day is the courts have already made clear this is not a constitutional restriction to have in the state of Florida. It's not being enforced. And so we have filed a repealer to essentially remove it from statute. Without taking hope away, we're already seeing maneuverings like folks who are strongly opposed to more abortion restrictive laws removed from committees. So we're seeing things set up right now to make an easy passage for a Texas style law or something close to it here in Florida. So what do you do? We fight like hell, Tramel. And remember that we don't always win the votes in the chamber, but we can win the votes and the narrative outside. And so it's building the public outrage, building the public support, getting the public activated. We have stopped bad bills in the past. I mean, remember, if you look at a map of the Southeast, all the states that touch Florida have passed abortion bans. Florida has not. This past three years that I've been in public service, there's only been one abortion restriction that actually made to the governor's desk and was signed into law. And so we have been unapologetic and aggressive in fighting for access to a safe and legal abortion. And this is such an extreme bill that I have no doubt that we will be supported in our efforts with a bipartisan coalition that does not want this important, essential medical procedure to be banned because of a political ideology that we respect personal medical decisions and will no longer treat what really should just be a healthcare issue as a political issue. And so uh, that's what gives me hope is the, the public engagement. And of course, knowing that this is gonna be an election year. And so Governor DeSantis might wanna ban abortion for his run for president, but I really don't think he should wanna ban abortion for his reelection campaign because Floridians overwhelmingly oppose it. That's State Representative Anna Escamani. And here's your calendar of events. The State Task Force on Closing the Achievement Gap for Boys is scheduled to meet in Pinellas County this morning at 8.30. Aides to Governor Ron DeSantis, Attorney General Ashley Moody, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, and State Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Patronis will meet to discuss issues in advance of a September 21st Cabinet meeting. That's at 9 in the Capitol. The Career Source Florida Board of Directors will meet at 9 in Orlando. The Florida Commission of Offender Review will meet this morning. The Florida Council on Homelessness will also hold a meeting online today. The State Reemployment Assistance Appeals Commission will meet in Tallahassee while the Wild Florida's Workers' Compensation Joint Underwriting Association will meet in Orange County at 10. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission Harmful Algal Bloom Task Force will meet, and Democratic candidates in a special election in South Florida's Congressional District 20 will take part in a virtual forum. The special election was called after the death of U.S. Representative Alcee Hastings. The special primary election will be held November 2nd, with the special general election on January 11th. Governor Ron DeSantis said Tuesday that people who decide not to get a COVID-19 vaccine might be making the wrong choice, but defended their right to make that choice. That comes a day after holding a campaign-style press conference to condemn vaccine mandates, where one of the speakers incorrectly stated that the vaccine changes a person's RNA. Florida Senate Democrats held a COVID-19 briefing yesterday where Senator Lauren Book asked Kevin Cho Tipton, a critical care nurse practicing 
practitioners serving in South Florida's public hospitals to set the record straight. One of the things that came up last night, does the COVID vaccine change your RNA? The first answer is uh, no, it's not change your RNA. The, uh, the vaccine will last your body about three days. And it's like uh, giving uh, your, your cells in your body a recipe to create a way to defend yourself against uh, getting sick from the virus. After months of secrecy, Florida is going to release COVID death toll for every county. A lawsuit filed by the nonprofit Florida Center for Government Accountability and State Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith claimed the Department of Health is in violation of Florida's open records laws by refusing to release more detailed information. A former Florida nurse who recorded a video telling Vice President Kamala Harris, you are going to die, now faces five years in prison. 39-year-old Nivian Petit Phelps pleaded guilty Friday to six counts of making threats against the vice president. Phelps sent a series of videos to her husband in prison expressing anger over the results of the 2020 election, according to a Secret Service complaint. Phelps later told investigators she did not know what would have happened if they had not come to her home. Yesterday, former Republican backer Mike Fernandez joined Democratic U.S. Representative Val Demings in urging senators, including Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, to support the House's immigration reform package. Fernandez, once one of the biggest Republican rainmakers in Florida, joined a Zoom meeting organized by Democratic members of the House Judiciary Committee, including Demings, who is seeking to challenge Rubio in the 2022 general election. Fernandez parted with Rubio in 2016 back his Democratic opponent at the time, U.S. Representative Patrick Murphy. Read more on that story by Scott Powers at FloridaPolitics.com. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.